here we are again. Um, there was a, I don't know if you guys know this, but there was a video game adaptation that came out in October called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, did it break the curse of bad video game adaptations? No, absolutely not. Go sit in the corner and think about what, you, what you've done for a little bit, okay? Um, but you know what it did do? I got us thinking about all the other video game movies and shows out there. And Raccoon City isn't even the first one for Resident Evil, you know, that we've had that has been really, really bad. Uh, so we're going to talk about all that and more coming up on the Game Raiders podcast. All right, Sergio, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I got to correct you. Um, it would make sense for Welcome to Raccoon City to come out in October, but it actually came out Thanksgiving week. Oh, it did? Yeah. Fuck. Came out like that Wednesday, like November 24th or 23rd or whatever i gotta i gotta stop uh i gotta stop stop uh doing a crack before i come on these podcasts <laughs> um, I hey it makes sense let's <laughs> release a resident evil game on resident evil movie in october yeah how about no let's release it during thanks, thanksgiving week <laughs> all right well today we're gonna be throwing on our thickest jumpsuit to dive into the murky shit that is bad video game adaptations i mean not just bad we're gonna be talking about some good ones as well uh, but they're mostly bad. Uh, um, we're going to be looking at some of the worst of the worst, talk about why they failed to connect, and ultimately answer the question of why does this keep happening to us? Why? Money, why? Money, why? Money, 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 money. <laughs> Here's the All thing. Right. I can crack this code pretty easily. If you make it for cheap, you can make your money back pretty easily. People will pay to see the IP. That is true. That is true. Case um, closed. All right. So starting off with some of the ugliest of the ugly. Um, who would you say, Sergio, is probably public enemy number one? It's when it comes good, to bad video game adaptations. Our good old German. He's German, I believe. He's German, yes. <laughs> Uwe Boll, the man Uwe himself, Boll. the boxer. Oh He'll box a critic that gives yep. movies bad reviews, but he can't Hell make a good yeah. movie to save his life. True. Well, actually, I take that back. Um, he made one movie that I liked. I think it's called, like, Rampage. Wait, the one with The Rock? No, 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 oh, no. Okay, no. I was about to say. It's, it's, like, one of his only movies that's not based on a video game IP. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like, no, I think it's I know like what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. This guy who, like, he just goes on a killing spree. Like yep. he he literally just like uh he like snaps and he just like armors up and starts going around and just starts killing a bunch of people. Like that that's is, his, uh, I, sounds about right. It's actually it's not bad. It's <laughs> it's one of his movies. Where I'm like, hey, you can actually direct a movie. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, by the way, uh, Uwe Boll basically became infamous in the early and mid 2000s as he released a slew of terrible movies based on video game franchises. Uh, he's done everything from like House of the Dead, Blood Rain, Alone in the Dark, Far Cry. And he also released a movie called In the Name of the King, which is actually adapted from a game called Dungeon Siege. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, he does weird things too. Like with House of the Dead, he would like intercut gameplay footage into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he always gets um, like some big actors. I think like, I want to say Jason Statham's the one. So of Jason movies. Statham is in, in The Name of the King, actually. And Christian Slater is in one. I think he's in Alone in the Dark. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredibly weird how how this guy has exactly, you know, 100% and also 0% charisma at the same time. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Um, so the majority of the criticisms levied at his movies, basically, it's like, I mean, the writing just is is crap. It it doesn't understand the source material, and the budgets for these movies have are were usually pretty pretty low. Um, they were usually made on the cheap. Yeah, um, it's like usually talked about earlier. Yeah, he usually gets also a lot of these movies. He gets like huge tax cuts from like the German film something, and I'm pretty sure he pockets most of that. Yeah, I I actually I did not know this, but apparently there was a loophole in. Uh, German law that like if you invested in a film's production, uh, you would receive half your investment back from the German government. 
mean, <laughs> tax evasion's hell of fun. Like, I love it. Oh, uh, look um, at that. There, yeah. Okay. I I knew that in my head beforehand, but now I just see your notes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that was a thing. I knew he was like using some tax German laws yeah. to fund his films, and then like he pocketed oh. most of the money on them and stuff like that. That. Um. But yeah, and it is it, it generally it's this guy just did not make like like Sergio said he made apparently a good movie that was not connected no, to it. I said it's a good movie at his standard. Like like at it's actually standards. like this is a pretty like because I mean like it's a difference between like if that movie was made by a director who's made well known well really good like Quentin Tarantino the movie I'd be like oh my Quentin what are you doing what are you doing but like yeah. this guy's been like serving shit like mm-hmm. constantly and then he finally gives you something that's not shit and you're like hey good job buddy you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, have you seen any of his movies? Have you watched? Have you watched any I, of his movies? I've seen. Um, I have seen uh, Blood Rain, uh, and I and I think With, I saw uh, House of the uh, Dead like a long uh, time. ago. Ben Kingsley is in Blood Rain. Yeah, I, sir. Hey, sir. Ben Kingsley. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen House of the Dead, Blood Rain, Alone in the Dark, Far Cry. He did a postal movie as well yeah he did postal yep uh i have not seen the name of the king um to put it in perspective how bad this guy is as a director uh alone in the dark is considered one of the worst films ever made like of all time like in the annals of history this film will go down as one of the worst um peak cinema baby it is not all bad for mr bull um he actually opened a restaurant in Vancouver, Canada, um, that has actually been received really positively and has actually led to him opening a chain of restaurants. So I guess the guy makes a good, he's a good restauranteur, just not a good director. Oh, no. Okay, so I looked it up. So he made Rampage, which is it's pretty good. I liked it. And then he made like three other ones, and they progressively get worse and worse and reviews. Worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, that's that's our Uwe. Oh, just just imagine he just like can't a, let it be. He just can't let it go, man. He gets the he gets those tax breaks. He's like, I need those sweet sweet tax breaks from the German government. I don't know why he's J. Jonah Jameson in my in my head. Like why he sounds like that. He doesn't. He doesn't for reference, but. In my head, he does. Um, okay, so the next one, uh, next, like, really, really, really bad film uh, that we're going to talk about is uh, Monster Hunter. And this comes to us courtesy from our good friend, Paul W.S. Anderson, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. So just remember that name. Kind of keep it at the for, for, uh, for, uh, front of your mind. Um, we're going to talk about him later. Not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson. Not who, yeah, not Paul Thomas Anderson. The director of award-winning films like Phantom yeah, they, Thread, There Will Be Blood, Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Licorice Pizza. Critically acclaimed director Paul Thomas Anderson is a good guy. We do not yeah. like Paul W. S. Anderson. I I don't I don't dislike him. He, he <laughs> came in. He made he's made some really terrible movies. He married Mila Jovovich, and they've been together ever since. And I was man, about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, I think the one like the one thing that I, that I'm like, okay, dude, I, I I see you on has been him marrying Mila Jovovich, and then like everything else, I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't game respect game, homie. Like, yeah, I was about to say respect props. <laughs> That's all you get though. <laughs> um, so and and bringing up talking about Mila Jovovich this film stars her you know his long-running collaborator and partner um and this movie was released in 2020 um and adapts from the the Monster Hunter series of action games where you play big burly dudes wielding un like comically large weapons to like kill dragons essentially um and basically they decided that we're gonna make the main characters u.s army dudes for this movie yeah they get like they're like in iraq and then they get transported to the monster world right yeah so basically yada yada they find like a portal to the monster world and then and i'm I'm pretty sure it's all desert 
and it's kind of boring versus like the game itself where like it's it's pretty vibrant yeah, yeah. yeah pretty different yeah different biodome and stuff like that i played so monster like, hunter world for a little bit and yeah there's like it's like jungly and there's like cave systems and like all this kind of like yeah rich flora and fauna and there's, yeah he he does not understand any of these game series he adapts except for one which we'll talk about later yeah um the movie does try and throw in bits of fan service um but this is just another example of an adapt adaptation misunderstanding the source material and just kind of like paying lip service to it um you know uh, to no one's surprise you know this movie holds a 45 percent on rotten tomatoes and it's actually pretty high for him i would say that's that's actually pretty high for paul ws anderson i think some of the resident evil movies are are below that but um i don't i don't really want to think about this movie anymore i just want to move on <laughs> um, have, you, have you watched it uh i've seen like the first uh 30 ish minutes i think yeah and then i just you're like, near, like this is trash i was just like I, yeah i just stopped i was like uh, i had no interest so it was it was yeah it was the writing was bad. I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not even like a huge Monster Hunter fan. I'm just upset for them. <laughs> like, you know, um, but uh, yeah. So the next movie we're going to talk about uh, kind of the one that started it all, I guess. Right. The Super Mario the, Brothers movie. The OG, baby. Yeah. It's, it's me, Mario Mario. Sorry, and the late, great Bob Hoskins as Mario Mario. And the not late, kind of great, uh, John Leguizamo as uh, Luigi Mario. Say that again. Is it is it, how do you pronounce his last name? <laughs> it's John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You can't pronounce some names either, Mister. It's okay. It was funny. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Um, so, so far, this is actually the only movie that we've talked about that has stayed closest to the source material. That's really the only positive thing I can say about it. <laughs> I, I don't know um, what source material you're talking about. Okay. I mean, okay, the fact that they actually have the pipes that transport okay. you. So, they're Italian? And they're Italian. They're plumbers. End of um, list. There's, like, a meteorite that crashes on Earth that splits into an alternate dimension hey. where the dinosaurs never die. The dinosaurs evolve into humans. And there's a, there's a, a, a there's still some dinosaurs there, but some not. And they're, they turned the king into a mushroom. So he's infested the kingdom, but the kingdom is the city. And they have cars that run electricity and they have guns and they have cops. And it's like, the movie's really horny. <laughs> That's, hey, there's, that, that, I said closest. <laughs> Not a hundred percent accurate. Okay, we're taking what we can get <laughs> right now. Um, uh, yeah, Princess Daisy is apparently a dinosaur. Also, I don't know why they didn't go with Peach. Like, I guess they thought it'd be weird to have like somebody smooching on Bob Hoskins, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think they wanted it to be just so it's with uh, uh, Luigi. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I think they just didn't like it. They thought it, would, it might be weird for like. 40-something-year-old Bob Hoskins to be smooching on somebody, but, like, I don't know. Um, also, okay, I will say, another good thing about this movie, it is a meme gold mine. okay? This movie is great. Monkey! <laughs> I love it. I love this. I, I actually, okay. I used to not, love this movie as a kid. Like, as a kid, I was like, this movie is my shit. I would watch it I over and over it. and over and over again. Yeah. Like, no joke. Like, I as a kid, I was like, this movie's so good. And now, looking back at it, I'm like, that movie's awful, yeah. but some things I still I still enjoy. I love that it ends on a on a uh, sequel bait. Mm -hmm. That's like you got to come back to the kingdom, and he's like he grabs his the belt this tool belt. Yeah. <laughs> he's like you also, believe Mario, and he's like I believe, and then it and it goes on a freeze frame of them smiling at each other. Also, last good thing I'm gonna say about Super Mario Brothers, I promise. Not gonna lie, that poster is kind of kick-ass. Like, I actually kind of yeah. dig that poster. That is pretty rad. Um, okay, enough about Super Mario Brothers until the Mario animated movie comes out starring Chris Pratt as Mario. Um, hey, you know what? It's not any weirder than Bob Hoskins, so... That's true, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, it's time for 
Mortal Kombat! Okay. These now, movies you are have bad. This, no, you have this in the bad. They're I will bad, argue that these but they're movies so are bad it's good. good. Nope, yes. I wouldn't even say that. I would say these movies, they won both of them, the, re- the remake and the original. They actually have a good way of adapting the story for the Mortal Kombat games. There's really no story for Mortal Kombat until yes. much later. Yeah, exactly. Um, and <laughs> they, the first, the first movie, not the second movie, the first Mortal Kombat movie has some accurate character designs that are close mm-hmm. to the yeah. game, and the new movie has even better character designs that are accurate to the game, and uh, they both have some pretty cool fight scenes and pretty cool stunts. The acting in the first movie is a little rough. The acting in the remake is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you don't think these are fun movies, I think that you have no soul. I think they're fun. I just think I don't. I do not think I. I will argue that I don't movies, think they're good, but I, I think will, they're fun. I will, I will say that these movies, like at least I, I can't three, say about the new like, one because I, I would seen say it, three, but... three out of five. Like that's I give the first yeah. Mortal Kombat three out of five, which is a good. That's, that's not, not saying a, it's good. That, yeah, it's not a. It's not a so bad. It's good. I think it's a legit a good. I, it's all the time. Where the new movie is also I give it about three to five. Where I it's stupid. It, the action's really fun. It's it, the character design's cool. I kind of I hate the new character, but who cares? Because Mortal yeah. Sub Zero's in it, and he's like freaking a serial killer. It's awesome. Um, I don't know, man. I can't say these are bad movies. I just can't. I mean, yeah, like like you said, they do a pretty good job of recounting, like adapting the game. Like you said, they have like character accurate costumes. The uh, Mortal Kombat and Annihilation are pretty much like some minor changes, but they're pretty much just the quote unquote plot of the first and the second games. Like now, that, see, like Annihilation, that's a bad movie. That's I know. Bad. I'm, I'm, I know, I'm just saying, like, they they actually do a good job kind of sticking to it, and they're not high art. Like, I'm I'm not, like, pr- they're not going to be great movies. They're not, like, you know, uh, they're not Paul Thomas Anderson flicks, but, like, um, but there can't be action fun, and that's what Mortal Kombat is at the end of the day. Like, you know? Yeah, um, I, 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 I don't think, like I said, I don't think they go into that so bad it's good territory like a Cats or a The Room or whatever. Okay, Cats is not so bad it's good. It's just bad. Cats is <laughs> so bad it's good. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, fun fact, uh, the first Mortal Kombat movie was actually directed by Paul W.S. Anderson? That, God he, damn it! You almost said Thomas. <laughs> no, I said W. No, you know, was, you're like Paul T- W.S. No, Anderson. No. <laughs> Play the tape. Reverse it. Um, this this guy just will not leave us alone. He keeps following us around. I want to say this was his first movie. Uh, it might have been because like this one was released like in the nineties. Like I, he like, did this, and then, and then he followed up with Resident Evil. Yeah, no, he did Event Horizon. So I think this was like ninety four, right? Yeah, I think it was this and Event Horizon, and then I think he did Resident Evil. Uh, Mortal Kombat, the first one. Mortal Kombat, the first was did i find it 1995 okay so yeah yeah and then he did then he did her event horizon i'm pretty sure yeah then he did Um, resident evil 2000 so um (laughs) and then yeah the there was a new film that if you didn't know that was released in 2021 uh essentially rebooted the series and started back at the beginning um the new film kind of goes into more of the dynamic between sub-zero and scorpion and like their respective clans and it kind of borrows plot details from like the first three games instead of like kind of adapting like just... um yes and no it, it it's really it's, its own original like it yeah. doesn't really have like the main thing is that there is a mortal Kombat tournament <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like you... the thing is with this movie you actually don't get to Mortal Kombat. It's all before Mortal Kombat. Right. It's before the quote unquote first Mortal Kombat tournament, tournament in the as portrayed in the games. Yeah. Um and but but what I mean by that is that it bar like Jax is in this movie who doesn't yep. show up until Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, Jax is in then, it and, uh, and Johnny Cage is not in it until the very end of the movie. Uh yeah. so um I so think you, it's good. You should watch it. It's on HBO Max, I believe. Yeah. 
it's it, on it, HBO Max. I, I want to say that it's like the highest streamed movie on HBO Max. I think that's what they've said. Like of the of last year. Yeah. It was the highest streamed. It's also pretty violent. Like it, it like it is. It does kind of. Yeah, that's the thing too. The first movie, PG thirteen. Yeah, it was not violent. The second movie, baby. <laughs> yeah, like the the reboot is definitely like it, it has that that violence that Mortal it, Kombat. It, it, it plays with that R rating. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. All right. Moving further down the echelon, finally got to talk about. The reason for the season, Resident Evil. Um, reason for this list, not really the season, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you have this fact here. <clears throat> first thing, I did not know this that this is the most adapted of all video games across. Yeah, across screen-based media, this has had the most adaptations with seven live-action movies, about to be eight, um, and then um, three, CGI. three CGI films and one CGI series. And one live action series that's coming. One live Netflix. action series, yes. Um, that, that's that, crazy. That's on Netflix. So um, the original series of live action films are probably what most people are familiar with. And of course, yeah, are, and these for me are guilty pleasures. Like they're not good. Yeah. But I, I enjoy them because they're so cheesy. Um, they, I enjoy like the first. If you're a yeah. and then after that, I'm like, if you're a fan of the characters in the movie, I mean, the, in the games, I got bad news. Yeah, games. I got bad yeah. news. These characters are nothing like their game counterparts. Um. So yeah, our old friend Paul W. S. Anderson is back, and uh, it stars Mila Jovovich in all the movies. Um. He actually wrote all of these movies, and he directed, I think, like four out of the seven. Yeah, he I think the first. Three. Or four out of the six or whatever? I want to say he directed the first three. He left for like two movies and then came back after the last couple. So actually, he directed the first one, did not direct Apocalypse or Extinction, and then directed every single one since then. Oh, snap. yeah. Uh, so my personal favorite is Extinction. Uh, I think that that one's actually pretty fun. Apocalypse is a hot mess. But it's yes. Also, it's fun. Um, I haven't seen any of them past the fourth or fifth one whatever yeah. one that ends with her like that she has like a bazillion clones that's how the movie ends i have not oh uh, i don't yeah i, I watched like four. up to the fourth one i think and but, i own i own all of them now so i've been wanting to rewatch them all um now the first movie actually does a pretty good job capturing the essence of the games it, it has those like horror elements it actually feels like a proper horror movie um while telling a mostly original story um but then at the end you know, you get into it leads into Apocalypse, which is like a retelling of Nemesis, uh, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Basically. Kind of, so, except for Nemesis is a good guy. Yeah, except Nemesis is our buddy. Um, He's my friend. By the end of the series, the films became kind of mindless action fest with little horror, which is kind of like the path the games took, huh? <laughs> yeah. For there for a little bit uh, until we until we finally got seven, and then um, I guess eight. Eight has more action, but there's also some good horror in there. Um, now, and and now, as Sergio corrected me, this past November, um, we made the unfortunate decision to go see Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. See, you say unfortunate, but I got to watch just peak cinema on the was... on the big screen between two of my good friends, and we had a great time just taking it all in, just absorbing some of the cinematic choices they made like oh yes thank you thank you so from all the marketing it was shaping up to be a more faithful adaptation of the games um but in hindsight this movie sucks ass um i could have told you this movie sucked from the trailer too. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this hindsight stuff um so uh, you know um the settings not bad you know they had the police station yeah. for some of the areas so i was like okay this looks pretty good and then for most of the mansion i was like okay you know what i can see they put their money here and that's pretty much where all their money went because you go to like the labs and it's nothing it's it's terrible it's empty it's small so basically 
the movie kind of combines the plots of the first two games together to have them taking place at the exact same time, essentially, which kind of creates some problems. Um, namely, like the fact that we have characters like, you know, we have characters like Chris and Leon interacting and like Wesker is interacting with everybody else as well. And, um, but we don't have other characters that were kind of important to the story of the first game. Like we don't have Rebecca, we don't have Barry. Um, and well, isn't Barry in it? He dies. He's played by the guy from Litterkenny. No, that's, um, that's Brad. You're thinking, oh yeah. Uh, the helicopter pilot. Um, oh. but, um, my favorite aspect of this movie is that they introduced the character of Lisa Trevor, yeah. give her no backstory. Don't even mention her, and then she just dies. She just shows up. Yeah, she literally just she comes shows in, up. She kills the, the liquor out, and then yeah, she's gone. And she says, "She's like, I can't go. <laughs> you must go out without me." It's like, yeah, and she, yeah. She's not like like Lisa Trevor <laughs> in the game, like in the Resident Evil remake, is like this unstoppable force that will like just knock you out, bitch. Mama said, "Knock you out," and then in the movie, she's like. She just doesn't. I mean, she's still kind of an unstoppable force because, yeah, she does kill a liquor. But, um, like, I wrote a review for this movie in my letterbox. If you all want to read it, my letterbox is, um, hold on, what's my account name? Keep going, you can keep talking. But, um, yeah, and then, like, I, mostly what I'm upset about is the character assassinations of Albert Wesker and Leon S. Kennedy because, like, Leon in this movie is a complete buffoon yeah he's an idiot he is so incompetent it is a miracle he made it through like police academy like there is no you're telling me that this guy graduated no well i mean they do explain it by saying his dad like you know basically got him pushed him through but like no he is so incompetent like leon in the like in resident evil 2 is naive but he's not incompetent. He's still a good cop, and he still knows his shit. Um, and now I will say the actor did have some remarkable hair, which is a is a important Leon S. Kennedy trait. However, that was the only thing that they had. It's not really the actor's fault. I would say it's more more fault of the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then, think the actors did the best. They all the actors from yeah. the person who played Jill, person who played Claire, and and Chris and Leon and Albert and. Good old Ada Young, Wong, uh, who shows up in the game for like a movie for like a second. Yeah, they were all good. They all looked good. And the problem is that the story just isn't good. The pacing is all off. It's two stories mixed together, but there's hardly any action set pieces. The movie's like ninety minutes, and a mm-hmm. zombie doesn't show up for the until like thirty minutes in. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and and Wesker is like apparently not i mean like he's kind of in on it but not he's not like pulling he's not the puppet yeah. master pulling you know, the strings there's so many he's things kind of could have done like there's so many things that could have done to fix this like one like why not just make albert wesker be the one that he knows he's got to retrieve this so then yeah. he's the one but he doesn't like that's the thing like he is not and it's like why did they make that choice it makes no sense yeah this movie's not that good highly recommended though I, I recommend everyone go see it. <laughs> it's not good highly recommend <laughs> um okay all right, now we're actually going to talk about some good stuff now. Well, good, successful, kind of the same thing, I guess, when you're talking about video game adaptations. Um, so uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a fun time. It is It is actually a fun time. I'm really, yeah, really glad. It's okay. I, I prefer I, Mortal Kombat. But. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's like, I I think, and and also, I mean, I think it's, obviously helped the fact that sony actually listened to the public outcry and changed it's, the appearance of sonic uh paramount well but sony owns paramount though right no. no oh no what? sony owns columbia wait yeah paramount made this movie uh, yep drew paramount made this movie <laughs> paramount's his own it's his own company yeah. They're, owned, they're owned by Viacom because they own like Nickelodeon and all that. Oh, okay, I see. Not, not owned by Sony. Oh, Sony originally had the rights to make the movie, but then it went to Paramount. Okay, I see now. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, yeah, because uh, apparently they acquired the rights in like 2013, and then um, I guess lost them around like 2016, 2017. At which time Paramount took it up, and then started filming. So Paramount uh, finally listened to all the public outcry, changed the way that Sonic looked because he looked like a fucking hellish fur demon uh, in the original trailer. Um, and I think it actually worked out for the best because um, it actually became the highest grossing video game movie of all time in North America. And it ended up grossing like $320 million worldwide. That's uh, not bad. Total. So that's, I mean, that's pretty fucking good. Um, and now we got a sequel. sequel coming out with Idris Elba as yeah. stupid, sexy Idris Elba, which I'm really glad. I'm really glad that they're expanding the universe because like this was actually like I, I had absolutely no expectations for this movie, which is probably why I think it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, and and now that it's been so successful, it's going to continue hopefully being successful and expanding the world. And I, I just want them to bring in Big the Cat. That's my only thing. I want Big the Cat. Big the not, Cat. Not gonna happen. Uh, let, let's get some Sonic Air Riders references up in here. Um, you know. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, speaking of other uh, tiny uh, tiny creatures being super successful um, over the population, uh, we're gonna talk about Pokemon now. So, um, I mean, it would take far too long probably to chronicle how much of an impact pokemon has had on pop culture and i mean we're not talking about just the video games because like you know there's been a highly successful anime and movies that have come out and uh despite how you you may feel about you know the quality of the anime like i used to love it when i was a kid not so much anymore but there's no denying that it helped popularize anime around the world but most importantly in the west um at the current recording of this episode, over a thousand episodes of the Pokemon anime have been broadcast to 169 nice countries as of now. Um, nice. Um, in total, uh, there have been 23 animated movies that have grossed a collective uh, $1,416,869,092 world. Wide. That or, is or in perspective, one Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, go see Spider-Man No Way Home. By the way, if you haven't already, um, there, there you go, Marvel. I know you didn't need our help, but um, there has also been a uh, combo. I, like, I guess I mean it's mostly live action, but there's also like CGI. Um, the uh, the Detective Pikachu movie. Uh, with Ryan Reynolds uh, voicing the titular Electric Mouse, pretty good. Um, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, pretty it good. told told an original story. Um, it's based and, off the the, the game. I mean, it's based off the story. game, but it, it, I think it pretty much follows that story pretty closely, from what I understand. Uh, I mean, I haven't played the game, so uh, I know there's there's some like changes and stuff, but for the most part, I think it's like pretty much a like, adaptation of that game. Adventure game. Oh, I mean, yeah, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think the casting there, of Ryan Reynolds was yeah. a mistake. I think it should have been Danny DeVito. Should have been Danny DeVito. Yeah, everybody wants Danny DeVito as Detective Pikachu. Um, but you know, for what it is, uh, the the. Their ability to bring the Pokemon into the real world and have their designs actually work. Yeah. Very impressive. That's a big Pikachu. thing is like, yeah. Making Pikachu furry, good call. You know, making, I don't know, man. I, th I think all the designs look really good. Like, yeah. It's one of those cases where They actually where, like, look like they belong yeah. in that world. And they still look like they're Poke like the Pokemon. And they still look like they're Pokemon, yeah. Like, don't look, it's not like you know, people are like, oh, what if they did a movie and they look like dinosaurs or like a rat? Like, like no like this is how you do it like you have the designs from the game and you just change some of the feet like make them furry make it scaly you know sergio it, almondera is 2022 make them furry <laughs> it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good movie it's a good movie um, I, this one, I like this movie a lot actually yeah. and uh, apparently a lot of you liked it as well because it is the second highest grossing video game adaptation ever 
uh, grossing behind, 400 uh, behind Warcraft. Um, behind Warcraft? Wouldn't it be behind uh, Sonic? Like Sonic's number one? Sonic was number one in North America, but in terms oh, of... Oh, worldwide. Like worldwide, um, Warcraft and... Which is uh, not on this list, which... Uh, have you seen the Warcraft movie? I have not seen the Warcraft movie. It's not... Like, it's got terrible reviews, but, you know, I actually liked it, and I think it's underrated. I do think that there's a lot, there's some bad things in it for sure, but a lot of the stuff with the orcs and stuff, I think, just really works. It's just a lot of the stuff outside of that. It's kind of, like, kind of rough and messy yeah. some bits. But, I mean, for Warcraft, I, I don't know. I appreciate it. I think it's okay. I've just never been a huge, like, Warcraft or, like, World of Warcraft fan, so, like, that's why I didn't really go see it, but... um. But yeah, Warcraft, if you didn't know, highest grossing video game adaptation ever. Pokemon or Pokemon Detective Pikachu, right behind that. Um, all right. Uh, the last one that we're gonna kind of talk about in terms of like what we consider what we consider to be like a good, I guess, like video game adaptation, or at least a successful video game adaptation, um, is the Castlevania Netflix series. Now, this ran for four seasons starting in 2017. And it was actually adapted, uh, the original plans were to do a direct-to-video film. The first two seasons are kind of adapted from those plans. Um, that's why they're only like four episodes, I think, uh, long each. Um, which was kind of disappointing to me on initial watch. Um, when I initially watched the first season, I was like, oh man, it's only four episodes? Like, you know? Because <laughs> Netflix has a nasty habit of doing that where they're like, oh, new season. There's only... It's actually just, like, OVAs or whatever for, like, animes and stuff. Um, but um, the show faithfully adapts story and lore from across the Castlevania series, but specifically uh, Dracula's Curse, Curse of Darkness, and Symphony of the Night. Um, the uh, the four seasons are... Uh, the first two seasons are essentially a retelling of Dracula's Curse, and then um, they also introduce the characters of uh, Isaac... And Hector from Curse of Darkness, the Devil Forge Masters. And then it kind of borrows some elements of, like, Alucard and Dracula's backstory from, like, Symphony of the Night. Um, so, um, yeah, I think this, like, this has is, like, the crown jewel, in my opinion, of, like, what video game adaptations need to be. You know? Like, uh, like serialized... Um, like, I, I think the decision to go, like, for kind of, like, an anime-ish style was great. Um, you know, they allowed for the introduction of new characters and scenarios, but it still feels, like, grounded in the world. They still feel like they belong there. Because, um, like, after the first two seasons, those, like, seasons three and four kind of deviate from the games in a lot of ways. And because there's, there's that period in between Dracula's resurrection, you know, because Dra Dracula is only resurrected in the Castlevania universe like every 100 years, basically. So, um, or supposed to be. Sometimes they break that rule. But, um, but yeah, I love this show. Uh, it's a great show. If you haven't gone to, go, gone to see it, go do it. Um, they're working on a new series um, that will be, you know, released sometime in the unknown future. And this is going to allow us to see the events of Rondo of Blood unfold and when uh, Trevor's uh, descendant, Richter, uh, faces off against Dracula. So, uh, yeah, what did, anything I missed on that one, Sergio? I have not seen a single episode, so I can You have not you. seen Castlevania? What? No! You need to nope. go watch it. It's really good. Um, <laughs> no. I, was, I was sitting here and I was like, yep, that's so yep. good. <laughs> yep, that's about right. <laughs> I was wondering why you weren't saying anything. I was like, no, I've not seen a single episode. I've not seen a single frame. So disappointing. Um, yeah. All right. So there's, I guess there's some things we want to jump into, like our lessons learned, right? Mm -hmm. um, for me, I wrote this down. Uh, I think video game annotations work best in a long-form media like TV. Mm -hmm. Because even you know with Castlevania, for example, or even where The Witcher is a little different because they take a lot from the books and then they take some things from the video games. Yeah. Um, it's hard to condense some games that are like you know they take hours and hours to play into like a ninety-minute two-hour movie, right? Like for example, Resident Evil, the first game and the second game, 
if you play them back to back, complete complete all the whatever the modes, you know, you play as Claire and um not Claire, uh, Jill and Chris, and then you play as Leon and Claire. That'll probably take about twenty five to thirty hours, right? You would say. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take that story and make it a ninety minute movie. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's the issue. That's why I think things like Last of Us is gonna I think is gonna be really good because it's gonna be a TV show, and the first the first game is twelve hours. Okay, that can translate to a good ten hour TV show. Yeah. Um, I also do think that if your story like for example, I do think you can make a good Tomb Raider movie. Um, I do like the Tomb Raider reboot that came out in twenty seventeen or eighteen. I think that's fine. It's just not. I mean, it, it, I think you can make a better movie than that because all you have to do is like one. You have Lara Croft. You don't have to adapt any of the games. You just put it on an adventure. It can be mm-hmm. like an, Indi- an Indiana Jones thing. Yeah. And I, um, I think that's where like the upcoming Uncharted movie ha- is making this mistake where it's adapting three of the i think it's all the games have come out the three of them or the four because you have like elements of his brother you have elements of the the ship meeting solely yeah it's essentially like all of like nate's past essentially like yeah which we've seen it's his past but then also mixes of the future you know like you'll see bits that look like oh this is straight from uncharted 2 and this bit over here is from uncharted 4 and this bit's like like oh come on now now you're just like you know it's that's a mistake, in my opinion, because you're taking four games, meshing it into one movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can make a like, for example, you can make a good Resident Evil movie. You just straight up adapt the first game. <laughs> yeah, you just have it all take place in the mansion. That's a good movie. You could make a good Resident Evil two movie because you just take the second game and just adapt. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it should not be hard. And I think that's where the issue is. Also, I do think that the um, the fact that you can that you play as the characters also does play a little bit of influence. Taking that element away does make it harder, but I think you can get around it. Uh, yeah. So, Drew, what are some lessons you learned? I, I mean, I kind of I agree with you a lot on this. Like, I think video game adaptations need to be long-form television or animated uh, series. I, I prefer the, like, animated style um, with um, with Castlevania because I think it's just easier to have, because, um, you know, I mean, li- like, live action, like, you know, if you have, like, a series that goes on for a long enough time, you know, actors get older, and, you know, they get beat up, but animate- animation, you can, you know, you just have their voice, that's all you need, um, and and it also allows you to do kind of more outlandish things, you know, that you might associate with like a video game, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess it just depends on the property, like which property you're adapting. Um, I think animated worked really, really well for Castlevania um, just because there's a lot of like weird, because um, it, it like kind of combines magic and mythology and like vampires and all this kind of different shit, you know, um, into like this gore fest. So, um, but yeah, like you were saying, it's really hard to like, you know, kind of tell a story in like an hour thirty or like two hours that you know really could benefit from like you know another like like five hours or like six yeah. hours, you know, and like um, of like developing and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I really just want them to like. I mean, I think we're starting to see that a little bit more. I think more of, like, there's a couple of adaptations. Like, we've been talking a lot about The Last of Us show. Uh, There's others that are going to be adapted into shows versus films, and I think those are going to be the more, generally the more successful ones because they're going to have more, they're going to be able to take their time and actually tell a successful story that doesn't feel like it's rushed that doesn't feel like you know you're missing anything or like it it feels or it feels like it's just trying to cash in you know like i mean at the end of the day all video game adaptations are just trying to cash in on the on the franchise but um you know but um yeah and i'm also like 
you don't have to stay one for one with the game. You can yeah. always change things, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, Drew, here's a question for you. What mm-hmm. is the highest reviewed video game movie? Like, most well-received. Is it Detective Pikachu? No. Uh, I'll give you a hint. We did not talk about it. I don't know. It's based on a mobile game. Oh, Angry Birds? Angry Birds 2 is the oh highest, is the most well-received critically of the <laughs> video game yeah, adaptation movies. I didn't want to talk about Angry Birds. Um, <laughs> hey, it is, but it, it is. Like, it I is think, a video I, game. I think there's like, I want to say there's like three or four video game adaptation movies that are well, that are have are, are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I think Sonic, Detective Pikachu, Tomb Raider, Rampage, I think, is also in the fresh. Oh yeah, Rampage. The, and that's and, rocks, and Angry Birds, and that's it. Every other every other one that's a movie has negative reviews. Um, and, and also Ryan. yeah, you you mentioned Witcher earlier. The reason why I didn't we yeah, were not talking it's about more, Witcher. It's more based it's on more the, books. Yes. Yeah, but they do take elements from yeah every every little things from the from the games. So, what are some I, we I, we made a list here of some upcoming adaptations. Yeah. That and like, there's a lot coming. There's a out. lot that there are a lot going to be coming out this year. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Last of Us that's expected probably in the second half of 2022. Again, we have to talked yeah. about this already. I think this one is it, uh, of everything on here is the most set up to succeed. Produced by HBO, so it's going to get a big budget. Yep. Uh, it's written by freaking uh, the guy who did Chernobyl, which is like one of the best shows ever. Highly rated, yep. It's um, got Pedro Pascal and Pedro Pascal. Um, Great casting. Why am I why am I blanking on it's like Bella something? Bella Ramsey, there we go. Yeah. yeah. And uh e- even Neil Blumkamp came back. He's directed he directed one of the episodes apparently, so mm-hmm. not Neil Blumkamp. That's that right? No. Uh yeah, I think that's Oh, what's his name? Is Neil something? Neil Blomkamp is the director for District Nine. Uh oh, Neil... no, you're right, yeah. Neil, Neil what? Trump, uh, drunk Drunkman. Drunkin, drunk. yeah. Uh, he, he directed an episode. He wrote some of the episodes. Drunk, He's been he- yeah. heavily involved. So I, I that, that's one of the ones where I'm like, okay, this is the one, in my opinion, that has yeah. the most to succeed. Um, we're supposed to get a Halo show yep. in the early part of 2022 on Paramount Streaming, yep. uh, Paramount Plus. This also, too, it looks good. Like I think the effects look good. And it's produced by Steven Spielberg. So, I mean, like... Mm-hmm. You know, if you got some of him involved, it's been maybe. a long time coming for Halo because I mean, if you're, he's been, yeah, he's been trying to get something Halo off the ground for like at first. I think it was Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson was, was supposed to direct something with Halo like around the time that uh, Halo Three came out. Yeah, but yeah, I, so it's been a long time coming for a Halo show so or movie. Or I think they, I basically think they handed off like Peter Jackson was the one that was like really behind the Halo movie, and then Steven Spielberg came in and he's been really pushing for a Halo show, and finally the Halo show is coming out. Um. The one that's coming out closest to us is Uncharted, which comes out mm-hmm. next month, which I know me and you will be there opening night. Oh, we'll boy. Next to each other, getting to watch our boy Tom Holland <laughs> and our man Marky Mark, Mark. Wa- Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky man. Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Um, again, this is one of those, again, I don't know, man, because it's like it's like the origin, but then like Chloe's in it. Yeah. And, you know, know. yeah. It's gonna end. It's like the post-credit scene is gonna be Sully growing his mustache, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're gonna close out the year with the Mario movie with Chris mm-hmm. Pratt, Jack Black, um, Charlie Day, Keegan Michael Key, Anya Taylor Jones. Hell yeah, dude! Dude, she's the perfect Peach. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, we got some. At some point, say? Borderlands is gonna come out. Um, yeah, that's gonna be bad. Eli Roth. Um, I mean, I, 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 I like, I like I think Eli Roth. But, Eli Roth uh, can make a good movie. I think that the movie itself, like, but I don't, yeah, I think the movie is gonna be bad. Like um, Kevin Hart, come on, what are you doing? Um, and then the Mass Effect TV show is being produced by Amazon. That's gonna be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Rumor is that Henry Cavill's involved somehow, so maybe he's playing really? Shepard. That'll be sick, right? Having Henry Cavill as Shepard and having him as the as girl. Daryl, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't do this one, but did you do this Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, that... so they're working on a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Um, and um, it's, it's still very, very early development, but um, it's already making the making the rounds on the 
on the on on uh, the internet discussion and um a lot of people are worried i think that they're uh, the main the main talk right now is that they're worried that they're not going to bring back the uh, the the main actor that played uh, Jin Sakai originally because he actually so he provided the vo- the voice and the the facial mocap so he's already got like I mean that's him it's it's he's Jin Jin Sakai so um so like I I think people are worried that they're going to get somebody different to play mm. him you know when they've already got the perfect person so yeah um. We'll see though. We'll see. Yeah, um, there's two more that I could think of that we didn't mention. Um, there's that Arc TV show coming out with Vin mm-hmm. Diesel. That's gonna come out on the same time Arc Two comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. If, I've never played Arc, so I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. Same. And then the next one is oh my god, it was in the top of my head. Oh god, I'm blinking. Oh my god, what was it? It was Arc. It was another TV. Was it another TV show? Brain fart. Because Shushima Mass Effect. Oh my God! No, <laughs> it was in my head. Now I'm losing. It was a video game adaptations upcoming. Was it? Oh my God! Oh my God! Uh, the Division. There was that one. That's not the one I was thinking of. There's one I was thinking of. I was like, Oh yeah, this sounds. I think because I was like, This sounds terrible. But now I can't remember. Super Mario. They're making a mind. Oh, Cyberpunk. No, that's gonna be awesome. The anime. Oh, the anime, the Cyberpunk anime. Yeah. Studio Trigger. Yep. That's gonna be good, I think, because it's against the anime. It's got you know a board game to build off of, or whatever, a tabletop game. Will it be better received than the game? Stay tuned, loyal listeners, to find I'm gonna, out. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway all right so that is going to do it for our little trip uh down memory lane i guess slash history lesson slash cautionary tale about video game adaptations um the ultimate question of why does this keep happening yeah it's probably money money um, money 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 money, money, money. stop holding them accountable to make them do better things, like bake them TV series and not movies. Yeah, um, and if you actually put money behind it and get good, and also bigger budget, yes, and get a good director, get some good writer, people that know the source material, you can get good stuff. It's weird. Yeah, crazy how it works out. Um, Okie dokie, friends. Well, uh, Sergio, read us out here. Uh, okay, so you can follow us. Uh, at the Raiders Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. You can also subscribe, listen to all of our nice ramblings at Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes. Maybe we'll do an episode coming back and talking about Uncharted, and Drew can just sit there and and rant for yeah. forty five minutes about how they. Ruined. I I love me some ranting, so yeah, we'll probably do that. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening, time, everybody. Um, there should be an adaptation of this podcast into a movie here in about six months. That was terrible. I'm cutting out the that was terrible part. <laughs> <laughs>